0: You're listening to Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Deitzer. This is the sober podcast where we actually focus on the good, amazing, right? We spark inspiration. We try to provide some hope and help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. You can always find the show notes, some posts, and all of my other tools over on decidedlydry.substack.com. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 85, my dear friends. Today, I am chatting with my new friend, Paige. Paige has been alcohol-free since September of 2021. She was born and raised in Texas, is the mother of two young adult daughters, has had a career in banking for nearly 28 years, and her hobbies include reading, watching movies, and honestly just loves being a homebody. Today she's sharing her sober story and really dives into how there's kind of two parts to her story, the attempts at cutting back and then actually quitting for good. And man, do I feel that to my core. I totally remember thinking I could just moderate instead of quitting altogether. I could just be, you know, a normal drinker. Turns out it was way more exhausting and utterly impossible to moderate. It's like that saying, if you can't just have one, have none. All right, everyone, enjoy another sober story here on Decidedly Dry. I give you Page. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is Jess at Decidedly Dry. And today I have a lovely guest, Paige. Hi, Paige. Hi, Jess. I am so excited to get to know you. In fact, I'm laughing at myself, really, because right before we hit record, I'm always like, I want to ask you all the questions before we get started, but then I end up doing it twice. So <laughs> here we are, and we're just going to dive right in. So Paige, if you want to just introduce yourself to listeners, maybe share, you know, where you live, who you are, anything you want to share about yourself, just to give them an idea of who Paige is. Okay.
1: Uh, Well, I am 47 years old, uh, born and raised in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. Um, I have two daughters. They are 18 and 21. My youngest goes to Baylor. My oldest is at University of Arkansas. Um, I... I work in commercial lending. Um, I've been in banking for, gosh, since I was 19. I don't want to do the math, so that's uh, <laughs> that's my career. Um, I'm an avid hockey fan, which is very ironic for someone who was born and raised in Texas, but I absolutely <laughs> love the Dallas Stars. Um, I, I joke and say I bleed green. Um, I love to read. I love to watch TV. I love movies. um, I've got three cats. Uh, You know, it's um, I've been married for a little over five years to my second husband. um, And we just, you know, like to go hiking and things like that. But yeah,
0: I love that. I love that. And I love the hockey piece. That is hilarious. (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned that. Well, we are going to, like I said, just kind of dive in. So you are here to share your sober story, your sober journey. So Wherever you want to start your story, just kind of take us back to, you know, kind of your history with alcohol when you started and maybe when that relationship kind of started to shift. Okay. Um, I
1: I didn't drink much before I was legal. Very much a rule follower. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say I never drank before I was 21, but literally probably just a handful of times. Um, and even when I did start drinking, it was mostly... Social, you know, going out to bars. Um, I never had it in my house. I, it runs, uh, alcoholism runs in my family um, on both sides, extended out. And so growing up, my mom always drilled into, you know, mine and my brother's heads. I have two older brothers, you know, this runs in the family. You have to be careful. Um, and, you know, she'd broken it in her line and, and mm-hmm. didn't want us to pick it back up. Um, and so I was always very cognizant of that. Um, and But somewhere it just, you know, it slowly crept in. Sure. Um, I would say, I mean, I really, when I go back now and think about it, there were signs early on. I don't know that I was ever one that wanted one drink. I mean, I can think back to some of the, you know, bad episodes, you know, throughout my drinking career that, that it was always if I was going to drink, I was going to drink a lot, you know? Sure. Um, so I, I think I always had that part there. It was just, it took a while for it to, um, to, to come out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So, and when did you, I mean, did you have a point kind of in your journey where you started, you know, just kind of seeing some flags and maybe started becoming a little sober curious?
1: Oh well, lots of flags for many years. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I, yeah, I, it's surprising that nobody really noticed it, or or that gotcha. said nobody said anything. You know, I mean, I can think back to, you know, times in gosh, two thousand six, two thousand eight. There was there was incidents that happened, and I don't mean anything bad. You know, I, I never, sure. I never got a DWI. You know, I never. Um, uh, it, gotten a wreck. I mean, it never gotten a wreck, never, you know, yeah. had, never drove drunk with my kids in the car, things like that. You know, I didn't have any kind of rock bottom, but, um, just situations were just being brutally hung over. And, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's one story that, that always sticks in my mind. That was just a real, should have been a turning point. And, It wasn't, Um, I guess I, I, it really made me wake up. I'd gone to a work Christmas party one night. This was back in like 2007, I'm going to guess, 2006, 2007. Um, And I had gone with a coworker, so I wasn't with my spouse. And she had dropped me off at my parents' house. um, And I'd gone in, had a conversation with them, got in my car and drove home. I did not remember any of that. Mm. Like, I... I was clearly in a functioning blackout yeah. and obviously my parents would not have let me get in the car and drive. Right. <laughs> home if they had known I was, you know, well, clearly drunk, no, no recollection. I mean, okay. and and you would think that that would have been a, a, a really strong wake up call. Um, and I do remember I, I went to my first AA meeting the following week. Um, but it was in a small town mm-hmm. I walked in and it was your stereotypical, you know, old white men. I think it was like a noon meeting on probably like a Monday, you know, and I think it's back when you could still smoke. They're oh. all smoking and I walk in and they're all looking at me like, well, why do you have to be here? And
0: yeah, like, oh. who are you? No. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was.
1: It was who is this girl, you know, um, thought I was court ordered. I mean, it was just it was not oh. a good experience. And so I was Darn. like, okay, I do not need to be here. I was like, I just need to get a handle on this, you know, and and it, and and it was a situation where I could, um, I don't want to say control, but you control, I mean, I, you know, it was always white knuckling it, but it's like, you know, I would, you know, go however many days or weeks without having anything. Um, but whenever I did drink, it was, it was just a mess, you know, um, and that was just one, that's just one story that, that that (laughs) really sticks with me. Um, I guess it really it really turned, gosh, when I, I guess my first marriage, when I, it was so apparent that it was, I was unhappy. Um, I was very unhappy for many years. Um, And that's really when I started to pick it up. Um, And, uh, you know, if I was sad, I would drink. If I was happy, I would drink. It was, it Mm -hmm. was always the go-to, you know, um, for whatever emotion I felt. And I think because it was so, um, accepted that that's just, that's just normal. normal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never had alcohol in the house growing up. Never. My parents didn't drink. It was just not something that that was a part of our lives. Um, but then I found myself keeping it in the house, Mm -hmm. you know, just having one here and there. Um, and then I do remember the summer of one year, many, many years ago, um, hanging out with all the neighbors and we'd all sit outside and watch our kids play. There were several of us, you know, and, and we would be drinking, you know, mm-hmm. the wine or the beer or whatever. Yeah. And it literally became a daily thing. And that's really when it started to turn that, and I don't even know that it was, you know, none of us really noticed that that was a problem, I guess. Sure. Um, and that, again, that was many, many years ago <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm, and I'm only, uh, see, I've, uh, well, I guess we, we might get to my sobriety date, but, um, but yeah, that so many, so many red flags that, yeah you know, yeah, well, so many
0: red flags. And I don't mean this, I don't want this to come out wrong, but like, you're, I don't want to say your story isn't unique. All of our stories are unique, but so similar to so many, you know what I mean? Like we have so many of those situations. I'm going to go back. You had so many good little nuggets that I want to take out um you know just the stories of like that night when you drove and you were blackout and it's like you know we wake up that next week and we're like okay something's got to change I got to do something I love that you were proactive and went to a meeting you know a lot of people probably would have been like uh nope that's not an option but I love that you checked it out and even though it wasn't a good fit like you were still kind of making those steps to kind of to figure out, you know, and maybe, maybe just see what was out there. Um, and the, the whole neighborhood. Oh my gosh. I think so many listeners are going to be like, yep, I lived that (laughs) because, you know, you find your community and then no one really sees it as being problematic. It's just, Hey, we're socializing. We're, you know, this is our community. We're together. Like it's fun. You know what I mean? And, and I think that for so long, we just kind of think, it is normal and is is accepted until we just want, you know, to make a change. So uh, I and I like how you said so many flags, actually, Jess. Yeah, there were lots of flags. Yeah. So when was like your last day one? When did you kind of decide, OK, enough is enough. I'm really going to make a change.
1: OK, so I kind of I, I have a two parter. So I'll, I'll go into the first part because I I woke up um COVID COVID really I I drank it very heavily you know I know that's not a unique story either um (laughs) I was working for I was working from home either or also sorry working from home for like 18 months straight and um you know five o'clock would hit and I mean it was you know every day all the time it's like well I didn't have anywhere to go so why not um I had gained a ton of weight. I was very unhealthy. Um, and I remember I woke up October 29th of 2020, and I think it was my liver that was hurting. I mean, I don't know that. I tend to be a hypochondriac. so I was like,
0: <laughs> Me too, sister. But, but,
1: but in this case, it worked to my advantage because I woke up and I thought, okay, this Something's got to give or I'm going to kill myself, literally drink myself to death. Um, And, you know, laying in bed at whatever time of the morning that was, I Googled, you know, sobriety, whatever. And immediately, you know, started listening to podcasts and reading Quitlet and Mm -hmm. not with the intention of quitting. I was like, I just I've got to get a handle on this. So I was going to go 30 days um, and I will tell you. Uh, well, for the listeners, Sober Powered was instrumental for me. Mm -hmm. Instrumental. I'm very much a why person. So I needed to know, why is this happening? Why am I like this? Why is everybody not like this? And I literally just binged Jill's podcast.
0: She's amazing.
1: She is amazing for, I don't know how quickly I went through it, but I mean, I started episode one and just binged it and um, sober I think it's sober Diaries by Claire Pooley was the first book I read okay and and um, that resonated so I think it was hearing a lot of these situations that I was like oh you know I, these resonate with me mm-hmm. I I, I get it now. Um, but I just wanted to do 30 days. I was like, I've got to prove to myself that I can get through 30 days. Because if I could do 30 days, I don't have a problem. Right? Right. Uh, wrong. <laughs> <Green light. laughs> yeah. Great. So I almost made it to Thanksgiving of that year. Because it's Thanksgiving. Who's not going to drink at Thanksgiving? Right. Um, and, you know, so so basically I would, um, I'd make it several weeks you know, when I say make it, it was forceful. I will say that morning, let me go back. I did pour out every drop of alcohol in the house. Um, Mm -hmm. and when I say I drink a lot, I mean a lot, like I'm talking like eight plus drinks every night, you know, for many, many months. Um, um, and so I threw out everything we had. My husband was on board. He, he was really the only person in my life that called me out on it. It was like, that noticed because he's, you know, was with me every day. And he was like, this is really a problem. Um, and so of course he was on board with whatever I needed to do. So we got rid of all the alcohol in the house um, and, you know, made it to Thanksgiving. And then I would set myself rules mm-hmm. like, okay, not going to drink at home. I'm only going to drink when we go out or I'm only going to drink on the holidays or I'm only going to drink on vacation. But there was always some, I mean, I always had an excuse. I'm only going to have this many. Yep. And, and, there was times that i was successful but it was always white knuckling it was mm-hmm. always wanting more and i think the the kicker was um and then let's fast forward a little bit to um august of 2021 so i had been doing really well i mean in in my opinion really well i, I you know i'd had a good handle on it i'd lost a ton of weight i'm one of those people that when I quit drinking, I literally lost like 40 pounds in six months.
0: Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow.
1: Um, I know. Well, I had a lot to lose. Um, but my my oldest went off to college and that sent me in a bad downward spiral. Mm-hmm. I was I I couldn't emotionally process my baby leaving me. Um, and I think the whole week before we moved her, I drank. The weekend we moved her, I drank. I mean, and then it just kind of picked right back up. Um, she came home Labor Day weekend of 2021, and we'd had a little get together with some friends. And my, oh, I'm just going to have this turned into just a, it was a shit show. Mm-hmm. I don't typically cuss, but that, that's the word <laughs> I'm going to use. It was a, <laughs> I thought I was going to die the Aww. next day. And I woke up and I turned to my husband and I said, I'm never, I'm not, I'm never drinking again. And I have yeah. not had a drop of alcohol since then. That was it. Um, that was it. That was, I, I it, I, it, it took however many months, almost a year of me realizing I, I'm just not ever going to be able to do this. I don't want one. I want yeah. 10. I want, I want all the drinks. <laughs> you right. know what? Um.
0: So, that's yeah. moderation. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of us go through that where we're like. We go on a, like a long streak of not drinking and we're like, all right, like I can, I can handle this. Like, let's try moderating kind of like what you said with the rules. Like maybe I just do it on the weekends and then slowly, but surely, I don't know. I'll just use myself as an example, but it was more hard to try and moderate than it was like to just be drinking. Like it was just, it was, it was hard and none ended up being the answer. Like (laughs) it was easier to have none. Because that constant back and forth was exhausting. I don't know if you felt like that, but oh no, absolutely, I
1: agree one hundred percent. And I clearly can't do it. And I know, I know, right now at this moment, talking to you, if if I were to go out and have a glass of wine, that wouldn't be it. And then tomorrow, I'd want one. And I mean, it just it would be a very quick. Yeah. uh, I I think it would it would easily just take hold of me. Um, Yeah. And so I just don't. I. I don't even think about it really anymore, to mm. be honest. Yeah. No,
0: no. And listeners, I will definitely um tag the book that you mentioned and Jill's podcast because you nailed it. Jill's was so much. I listened to a lot of it in the beginning for me too. And it was just that science piece, like the what's really going on inside the why, as you described it was super impactful. And, um, if there are listeners out there that don't know sober powered, I definitely want to want to give her a shout out too. So, all right. So that was your last day one.
1: That was my and last day. One. While.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to, uh, well, actually I'd love for you to kind of touch on, okay. So you made, you made your mind up. It was the last day one. Um, what tools were in place? I mean, do you think that you're just, your mindset had shifted and that kept you strong, or were there things that you did during the week for self-care or tools that, you know, really kind of helped you stay strong?
1: Um, I think it's a combination. I'm one of those people, once I make my mind up, I mean, I'll hem haul back and forth for, I don't know how long, months, years sometimes, but when, when it takes hold, it take, so I, I think that is part of it. I'm just super stubborn, and it was just I'm done with this. Yeah, but I mean, we all have to have tools, absolutely. I still listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe not every day anymore, but weekly. Um, Hello Someday has been instrumental for me as well. Um, uh 250 and beyond with Lori Masakid which I'm not quite 50 so I'm like can I listen to it no, no I'm just kidding <laughs> it's great i mean it's it's um there's you know now i just try to find things that fit more in the the, the maintenance lifestyle you yes. know um and, and meet me kind of where i am i don't ever want to get you know lackadaisical school or um cocky really i mean sure. i know I, 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 I don't, I, I truly don't think I'll ever drink again, but I also, I also realize that, you know, I, I've got to be mindful about keeping things and my tools in place. Um, I've got, you know, a sober, um, sorry, my, my mind just went blank. I've got a, a, a good, um, system in place, you know, um, I'm part of a sober group on Instagram. It started out as East Coast Sober Squad. Now we're Sober Squeeze. Um, some of those ladies. Now, I didn't join it initially. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was six months alcohol-free when I first joined. Um, and that's been wonderful. You know, Good. we still have weekly meetings. And some of these ladies have become some of my best friends. And I've never even met them, you know. Um, but that's that's key. Um, just the relationships, you know, that I keep day to day. Um, I, I do occasionally go to AA meetings for in-person support. Um, Mm -hmm. I found a a really, I'll be honest. I I don't really, um, some of the philosophy doesn't really mesh well with me, but I love the people. Um, and they do understand Mm -hmm. how I feel and who I am and I can go in there and say something and they're like, Oh yeah, we get this. Whereas, you know, somebody, somebody else that, that doesn't understand and be like, what is she talking about? You know?
0: Um, so <laughs> like at a PTA meeting or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ex- no, no, you never
1: know. I mean, um, but, but yeah, so I do that and, and, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, boundaries, man, I live and breathe by boundaries now. And, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't help me out mentally, physically, spiritually, or emotionally, it's out of here. I mean, I don't have I time that. for that. You know, um, I, I feel like just a walking, you know, billboard sometimes for sobriety and boundaries. Cause <laughs> I'll tell anybody. I'm just like, you know, my own mom included, you know, we'll be talking. and I'm like boundaries, mom, you got into oh you know, she yes. set boundaries. Um it's I know it's easier said than done sometimes, but man, if, if I could just, you know, uh if I could bottle it and sell it, I'd be rich, you know. Um yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that. So good. So good. And I'm glad that you, I'm really glad that you mentioned the, the maintenance and the, the not getting cocky. Cause I think that's such a good reminder for some of us that, you know, we, we might be in a good place and we might not feel tempted to drink all the time, but that doesn't mean that we won't in the future, you know, like, I don't know. I kind of, that's where I'm at. I celebrate four years next Thursday. And I still practice that where I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to be in the clear. I just really value all the benefits that sobriety gives me. I don't want to give that up, you know, so oh, absolutely. really on the good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and I went to an AA meeting a couple of weeks ago and the topic was, you know, how you don't always have to be, you know, you don't always relapse in a bad time. Sometimes mm. it's a good time, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're in a good place and, oh, okay. And you're at a wedding, which is a happy event or, you know, somewhere else that you're like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to have one. And then it's a slippery slope and it doesn't necessarily mean it came from a place of despair. You know, it, it could be, you know, relapse can happen anytime. So it's, it's, I don't want to say it's always in the back of my mind, but, but it a it, little bit, you know, I mean, it's, sure. it's, I have to stay mindful of it. Um, yeah. And I will say, you know, for for the listeners, um, my spouse was key in mm. my success, and I tell him that all the time. Um, he's as we would call a normal drinker. You know, he, yeah. you know, when I first quit, he'd be like, "Can't we just once a month, just <laughs> you know, just knock it out of the park and you know, have a, a rip roaring weekend?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> we can't. You can, and if you want to do that, by all means, you have at it." I'm like, yeah. I. I'm not built that way. And he understands it now. He really understands it. So, um, I don't know, I'm not going to say I wouldn't have been successful without his support, but it sure was a lot, a lot easier to do that. Um, and my kids as well, you know, that's, that's another thing we can't go back. But one of the biggest regrets I have is not being fully present for my girls when they were younger. Mm -hmm. Um, but they sure notice it now. I mean, and even at 18 and 21, you know, I guess they were uh, 16 and 19 when I quit. Um, They notice it and, and, and they appreciate it. Um, uh, It's, It's a really good feeling, you know, even, even around their friends, you know, on my, on my two year anniversary or sober anniversary, you know, their friends were texting me and they all, you know, they they call me mama page and they'll, you know, sober mama page. And of course I do, I get on my soapbox every now and then, you know, and they FaceTime (laughs) me or call me and they've, they've, you know, had a fun night out and they're feeling terrible. I'm like, well, you know, (laughs) you don't have to drink. And they're
0: like, we know, you know, uh, yeah. What a great example you're setting too. I mean, even though I I forget the meme, it's like even the people that you think aren't paying attention, they are, you know, and so just that influence and that kind of quiet inspiration that you probably have on them is going to be amazing, you know, if they ever make the decision to kind of walk that walk. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, you mentioned a few of the benefits and some of the good that came out of your decision to be alcohol free. Were there any other like benefits that really stood out once you, once you decided to quit? Um, money. (laughs) I
1: mean, that's one of those. It's like, how's my bank account getting, you know, a little, (laughs) a little more flush than usual, but it's like, I mean, I literally, you know, when I added it up, I I mean, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month on alcohol, you know, and you don't think about it, um, And even now with, you know, everything else costing more, I mean, I haven't been to a liquor store, so I don't know, but somebody had told me the cost of, you know, one of the, you know, whiskeys that I really like that it's like $84 a bottle now. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you
0: know, that's
1: that's insane. (laughs) But two years ago or three years ago, I wouldn't have batted an eye at, 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 you know, buying that. Um, Just, yeah, the physical benefits, the, the mental benefits. I mean, just, you know, like I said, being present, um, Mornings, I've never been a morning person ever, and now I, you know, I feel like a not not when I say Disney princess, I don't mean like that, but you know, the singing and the birds are <laughs> chirping and the sun is shining, and and I used to be like, you know, grimace and you know sneer at those people, but now I am one of the. I mean, I go to bed at like nine o'clock at night, and yeah. I'm up by six, and don't mess with that, even on the weekends. It, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah.
0: That is hilarious. And I had to, I was laughing through all of that because I had those same moments where like, you know, especially early sobriety when you're kind of, what do they call it? The pink cloud. I remember having the window down one day and I did, I felt like one of those princesses, like the birds are going to land on my finger and the music sounds wonderful. And, (laughs) you know, you just...
1: Yeah. The leaves are greener. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but yes, it, it was definitely, I mean, I can't really think of one negative. I mean, my relationships are better. Um, I I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like I am the me I was always meant to be that I had lost for so many years, which just makes me sad sometimes because, you know, I, I feel like it was just years wasted. I mean, I know it wasn't and I can't go back um, yeah. and undo it, but all I can do is, is the best I can going forward. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what keeps me, keeps me sober,
0: you know? Yeah. And you're here now. Yeah. I'm here now. You know? You're here now and you're doing it. I love that. All right, my friend, I'm looking at my list cause I totally cheat and make sure I'm not missing any of my questions I wanted to ask you. Um, Were there any new hobbies or, or things that you kind of welcomed in sobriety? I know we talked benefits and stuff, but are there things that you've accomplished big or small or, or any new hobbies that kind of, you know, you started in sobriety? Um, not really. I mean, I I mentioned, (laughs) I I
1: mentioned reading, you know, um, I've, it's just something I never took time to do. Um, and as silly as movies and TV sound, I was just you know texting with one of my good friends from Sober Squeeze, um, and we were talking about how we used to have to rewatch movies and rewatch TV yes. shows because <laughs> you lit. I mean, I literally had to rewatch an entire season of Shit's Creek one time because I just don't remember it, you know. And it was like, I know we watched this, you know. I mean, it's things you don't want to admit. Um, yeah. But but now I mean, not really any new hobbies, just just everything's brighter and better, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect. There's no wrong answer to that question. Yeah. Sometimes people on here, they're like, not really. I mean, I go to bed at a good time and I'm present in the morning. (laughs) Those are things that I value and, you know, that's important to me. <laughs> so yeah, I, I want,
1: that. I wanted, I wanted to pick up crochet. I tried. I bought the needles and the yarn, but it's it's just not. I mean,
0: <laughs> it, it maybe in a it different season. It,
1: I am not. Yeah, as I said, my hands just don't work that fast or that way. Maybe I'll try it again. Yeah, you know? there you uh, go. So I've made some attempts, but no, that didn't. That one didn't take.
0: Oh well, that's funny. And maybe yeah, maybe in a different a different phase or something. <laughs> Well, Paige, this has been such a treat having you here and I've loved hearing your stories. I think our stories, I mean, as you know, just being in a community, you know, of sober women, when we share our stories, I feel like it just keeps us focused and it keeps us inspired. And so I just, I want to tell you, thank you, first of all, for, for coming on the show and just being brave and bold and, and just putting yourself out there. So I appreciate you. Um, If there are people listening and they are inspired and they they just don't know where to start what would you advise them to do or what are some words of encouragement you could share with them
1: oh gosh um I mean this is going to sound kind of easy but you just do it I mean just make the decision and do it um I've had friends and family members reach out to me over the past year or two because I I try to be as open and honest about it as I can um because uh, because you never know who's who's listening, mm-hmm. so you just have to make that first step, even if it is reaching out to somebody. Um, one of my very best friends, going back to elementary school, I she reached out to me. We went to an AA meeting together. Um, you know, I went with her for her first time because I, I know how. How daunting that can seem to walk into somewhere like that, but just you know, I think even just having the initial thought that oh, I need to get help is really a step one. You know, you 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 know, until you realize that it's a problem, you're not ever going to know that it's a problem. Um, yeah. You just have to to make that first step and let somebody let somebody in, let somebody help you. Um,
0: yeah, I love that. Yep. And I mean, it doesn't sound cliche. I mean, it's just, you got to do it. You got to make the decision. You yourself, you know, I always tell people that too. Like you can't make anybody get sober. They have to make that decision for themselves. So if you have that feeling, you know, just go for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, you won't, you won't regret it. I mean, uh, that's, I mean, absolutely not. I, I, yeah, I only wish I'd done it sooner, but you know, it, 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 it all happened out as as it should. I'm going to say, you know, it all, everything happens for a reason and and I'm here and I'm sober and, and, you know, that's, what's important.
0: I love it. Well, Paige, I know I asked you, you know, before we got on the show through an email, but is it okay to add your email address to the show notes just in case people want to reach out and say hello? If not, it's totally fine.
1: Oh no, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm here to help anybody that, that I can.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, you heard it here, guys. I'll have, All of the amazing links that Paige mentioned, whether it be the the Sober Support Group or the book or the other podcasts, all the tools and her email included, if you'd like to reach out and just, you know, say hello or ask for some words of encouragement or learn how to crochet, right? You'll be an expert by then? No. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. I can talk hockey with you. I can there talk you
0: go. With you. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right, Paige. Well, thank you again for coming on. I hope you have the best day and, um, and just thanks for being here.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: All right. That is a wrap. Thank you so much for pushing play today and hanging with me you enjoy the show the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on apple podcasts grateful for this message and want more head on over to decidedlydry.substack.com. there you will find all of my writing a library of past episodes and an option to subscribe that gives you access to many, many more tools for not only your sober journey, but for all areas of your amazing life. It has sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, if the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.